Hey, welcome to the Big Red Zone, or as I'm now calling it, the Danny Football Show after Big Red <laughs> lost his bet last week by one game. Don't forget, new episodes are every Wednesday. Subscribe and like us on YouTube. Leave a comment if you don't like what we're saying. You can also leave us a rating on iTunes, Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts. Download an episode, listen to them back. Follow us on Twitter for hot takes on Instagram and Twitter at Big Red Zone. Tell a friend, as Big Red says, and I say only one, because if everyone tells one person, we're good to go. This week, we're talking a little Celtics, doing an NBA recap, talk a little Olympics for the uh, basketball people, picks of the week, some Red Sox recap after a big sweep of the Yankees, and we're going to close it out with some all-star talk for the MLB. This is the Big Red Zone. Very official. Very official. Welcome to the Danny Football Show, formerly known as the Big Red Zone. <laughs> Big Red, do you have any comments after coming one game short of your parlay? Um, I, you know, I, I, my, my strength was in the Yankee. I should have just made a Yankee sweep parlay because I felt really good about it. <laughs> The Rays, man, that one wild pitch by Matt Barnes. Thank you very much because that was that just gave that cost me three games. Danny football, I would have been back in picks of the week. Everything would have been just dandy. And man, it's a, it's a it was a tough pill to swallow. I was very upset, but you know what? One wild pitch cost one wild the pitch. and your and your show for one week. One week. You know what? If I was gonna give the keys over to anyone, <laughs> you would be at the very top of my list. I'm glad. I'm glad. Number I, I pre- one. Oh, I appreciate it. Number one. That's pretty good. Um, so big week as we were doing in the uh, in the rundown. Big week. Celtics news. New coach. I saw you were active on Twitter about it. You have any uh, initial thoughts? Um, let me. I will say I am happy with the move. He said his press conference today. We're recording this Monday. He had his opening press conference today. He said all the right things. Um, you know, he talks about. You know, he, he wants to win. That's the only goal. You know, some my only knock on Brad sometimes is I feel like sometimes he's he's like in kind of like high school mode where we're just trying to learn and we're trying to, you know, build, you know, kumbaya. And a little too passive. A little, little too passive. And I think that this new coach is ready to go. He wants to win championships coincidence that he's coach 18 and we're trying to get banner 18 I I like that so I think that's not a coincidence but you know like I said it wasn't my top choice he wasn't my top choice but the more I've talked about it thought about it I like it you know the Jays love them so that's you know they're going to be the cornerstones of your franchise they have to like the coach and I think this was more of a Jays decision Um, and I saw today that he has experience coaching most to the main players on the team. You know what I mean? He, he coached the 76ers when Al was there. Um, he coached Team USA, I think, when uh, Jalen Brown and all those guys were there. So he has experience coaching, working with these guys. So that's got to be helpful. Um, and, you know, I, I'm excited to see. I, I have op- high, high optimism going forward as, as him being the next head coach. I do like that um, during the press conference he mentioned – that he likes to bring like the dog out in his players. Yeah, I saw that. Um, he, I think he told he uh, he said at one point, um, 
I, I want I'm going to tell those guys to just go get it. Like why wait, go get it. So I do like that. He's going to bring more of like, um, an, I don't want to say aggressive, but more like hands-on approach, probably more aggressive, more like, um, slap the court type vibe that he, he wants these guys to, you know, play with some anger, play with some, you know, um, intensity, some intensity. That's, a, that's probably the perfect word is intensity. Not that Brad wasn't a good coach. It's just that he was passive at times. There were times where, you know, he wasn't yelling and screaming. He wasn't jacking guys up. He wasn't, you know, giving the rah-rah speech at halftime or in between quarters. And I think this, that um, this is a new era in we're going to be intense. Kind of a throwback to Doc. I mean, Doc, Doc, you, Doc used to explode sometimes. Doc used to get on KG, Allen, and Pierce sometimes and really get those guys going. So that's probably the biggest thing for me is I want – a coach that gets in these guys' face when they're not performing because last year they didn't perform and it almost got to a point where they underperformed because they knew there were there weren't going to be any repercussions like brad's not going to take me out brad's not going to yell at me brad's not going to say anything to the media afterwards um that's going to hurt me and now they're almost being held accountable for how they're going to perform so i um i'm with you i i like the direction that we're heading now yeah, I think I think you summed it up best. I think we're going to be a little scrappy. We we're bringing back some scrap and some intensity to our play, um, and I'm I'm excited to see where it goes. I I have optimism. Brad's, to be honest with you, I think Brad's done an even better job being a president than being. Look at Danny Football's like the president. It's like Brad Stevens right now. He's just taking phone calls. He's just he's just. I was trying to I was trying trades. to get the pronunciation of the of the new coach it's Ime Aduka. Ime Aduka. Um but I again I Brad's been doing a great job his first two moves I, I'm pretty happy with it. He he did a good job with his first trade. His first hire mm-hmm. was solid. I like the direction that Brad's taking this team. He, he he's shuffling the deck which is mm-hmm. really good. That's I that's what I really like and he's He's not going with the old where hiring an assistant or, you know, he's, he's totally out of like going his own way. So right. I appreciate that. I like that. Um, I like that. It's his guy. I know, I know you and me both shows Chauncey just because of his own history. I like that Brad is going after Uduka because he thinks he's the best guy for the job. Right. Um, you know, assistant in Brooklyn, I'm sure he, I'm sure he's picked the brain of KD Harden, Kyrie, all those guys down there. Um, I'm sure he's learned a ton in the time he's been there and any other jobs he's had before that. But I do like that Brad got his guy. Aduka is his guy. And now Aduka's coming to really, you know, he, it's, his, it's his ship to run. Right. So, and I think it's going to be huge for Tatum and Brown and all those guys because, you know, when they got drafted, it was Brad. When they were making Eastern Conference Finals, it was Brad. When they were – you know, at their highest, it was Brad. When they're at their lowest, it was Brad. But it's been Brad their entire career. Now that it's Aduka, Aduka isn't married to these guys. He wasn't here for when they got drafted. He hasn't been here the last couple of years that they've been playing. So if Tatum's having an off night or if Brown's having an off night, he's, he shouldn't be afraid to say, hey, dude, you know, you're the, one of the cornerstones of this team. This, you're the, one of the reasons why I'm here. I need you to do something. So um, I'm, I'm excited for Aduka. I'm excited, excited to see what he can do. Yeah. And also the other – thing that people may forget is he's part of the pop tree he's part of the pop tree that was one of the things we like we're highlighting of becky like she's learned under pop 
I mean, this guy, Duke has learned under Pop. Like, that's a good coaching tree to be from. Um, and, you know, like you said, if he can handle the, the – one thing we've also knocked Brad is handling big egos of big marquee players. Mm. I mean, I don't think you can get any bigger of egos than <laughs> coaching Kyrie, James Harden, and Kevin right. Durant all in the same team. Right. Like, that's I – get, I get that it's – I get that Steve Nash is technically the head coach, but you still need – to be able to communicate with those guys, which Steve, Steve Natch was a season ticket holder this right, season. All right. right he wasn't right. doing any he was coaching just along for the ride. He, they were nice enough to give him season tickets to every game in the NBA this year. He just had courtside seats every night. Yeah. That's all he did. He got up, he stood up, asked yelling for like a Coke or something. And then he, they thought that he was actually coaching. He was just asking. That's, that's a confirmed story. He was asking for some popcorn when he stood up to say some uh, coaching advice. Didn't say anything. He was just sitting there on the sidelines. It was ridiculous. Um, but with that said, like I, I think you know, I've heard nothing but po- compliments from the big three in Brooklyn. So if they're happy with him and he, they can, he can like can like handle their egos and also you know, we're trying to get a marquee star in here. So if mm. we can do the same thing. I'm all for it, man. I'm uh, ready to turn the page and move on to the next chapter of the Boston Celtics. Let's get Banner 18, boys. Let's do it. All right, moving on to the NBA playoff recap. We got Bucks up 2-1 on the Hawks. How you feeling um, three games in on the Eastern Conference Finals? Um, I, you know, I, I, this was going to be a very different segment because I really thought the Bucks in game three, I mean, the Hawks were going to win game three, like three mm. quarters in, they looked really good. But the Bucks t- the, tore it up towards the end. Chris Middleton led yeah, the dude, you, Did you see that perk jumped on that wagon too? Yeah, I, he jumped on my bandwagon. He must have heard the podcast. Yeah, right, right, uh, right. Um, but he just lit it, tore, he led the charge at the end of that game. And Giannis got his too, let's be honest. Like, he did. Even though Chris Middleton did outscore Giannis and had the same amount of rebounds and had more assists than him, uh, Giannis did like he was a big part of that too. There's no denying that. Uh, but I mean, the difference in the game was the uh, Bucks defense in the fourth quarter. They held him to 17 points, mm. and that's like you're going to win a lot of games when you're holding teams to 17. Um, I heard Shaq say this on I think the halftime show or something. It's going to come down – the series is going to come down to the shooters on the Hawks. Like, it, they have – I think they have better shooting than the Bucks do as a whole. Uh, so, if the shooters get hot and they, you know, they can play a little defense and outscore the Bucks, that's what it's going to come down to. But uh, it's anyone's series, it's just 2-1. You know, Hawks can go win one at home, and I think they're playing – they're playing the second one at home. Yeah, they got yeah, one more two, at home. Two and two. No, what is it? No, what are they? It's two, oh, two, 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 one, 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 one. Right, right, right. So, I mean, Hawks win one here, tie it up, going going to back to Milwaukee, and then it's you know it's a three game series, man. Mm. We've seen how that can happen. Um, so, it's close, man. I it's it's too early to call, but the they got to find a way to score. Right. If they I don't do, score, they lose. I was pulling for the Hawks in Game Three. I do worry that it's going to be more of a back-breaking loss for them being down 2-1 instead of going up 2-1. But as we've seen the entire playoffs, man, this Hawks team has no quit. Um, we've seen the Bucks buckle in the Eastern Conference Final before, so 
there's every chance the Hawks can come back and pull this out, but I do worry that they hit, they try to hit Milwaukee with their best shot in game three and the Bucks just took it and took the win anyway. Um, so I think the, I think the Bucks will close this one out, but I, I still think this goes, it's going to, I think it still goes six. I think the Hawks will at least get one more out of this. I will go on record and say right now, if the Bucks do not make it to the finals this year, I don't think they're ever going to make it to the finals with this core group of people. That's going to put a lot of questions on Giannis, man. Because especially in a playoffs where the Nets are gone, that's Lakers, what I'm saying. The Lakers aren't going to be there on the West Side. Uh, the number one seed Jazz are out, and the Sixers left early. I mean, all all the perennial favorites are out. This was the year, man. If you were going to make a run in the East, it was this year. And you're playing the Hawks, who fired their coach midseason. I mean, this this would be a huge missed opportunity for them. But that's what I'm saying. Like, I'm not even right, talking right. about winning the thing. I'm talking about making it. Right, right, The right, number right, one right. seed, 76ers, who really are probably going to explode. They frauds. got bounced. They're frauds. The Nets, who aren't frauds, as much as I – Dude, I, I don't know. I, I, I don't know if there was an NBA expert expert who didn't pick them to win at all after round one. Right. Um, the Knicks who are just getting better, they, they, you know, they put together a good season. They're going to add some pieces this off season. Um, but they, you know, they are in the right trajectory. Right. The Hawks we're, have a great young core that right. they're going to build on. The Celtics are hopefully, you know, we're only going to get better. Right. Uh, so that's what I'm saying. Man. The Hornet, even though watch out for the Hornets, the Hornets, Hornets. are a sneaky good pick. Hornets have a winning culture now going Pacers so, have a new coach. Right. It's and even I mean, let's throw the heat in there. The heat are always in the conversation mm-hmm. too. Um, so if they were gonna win, this is the year to win or even make it. If they're gonna make right. it to the if finals, you're gonna come out of the East, this is the year. So if they don't do it, I don't see it with this regime of the I'm not saying the Bucks forever, but this Giannis Middleton, you know, holiday Bucks team. If they don't make it, I don't see them making it in the years to fall because the Nets are just going to try to figure it out. And like you said, on the that's just talking about half the bracket. You're not even talking about winning right, the whole thing. Right. You got a bunch of great teams in the West. So it this is there's a lot of pressure on this Bucks team because they they know it too. Because it's kind of mm-hmm. like what the Celtics were at last year, where they're like, "This is the year. If we're going to do it, right. this is the year. We got to right. beat the Heat to get into the finals. Easy. Should have been easy. It should have been easy." And then you got to play the Lakers, which is what everyone wanted. They were a good team, but you got to play the Lakers, which is what you wanted. So, a lot of pressure. Um, we'll have to see. They, the Hawks. I mean, the Bucks. They they should come out and try to close this thing out tomorrow, because I think the Hawks can, like you said, can battle. Mm. And then we got Suns up. My Suns up three one on the Clippers. How we how we feeling about this? Do so you think this is open and shut? Suns and five. I I can't. I I'm so happy that Danny Football recently just jumped on the bandwagon. So I'm so happy that he finally jumped on the uh, the Suns bandwagon. Oh, they're playing uh, tonight at night. Damn, they're playing tonight to close it out. Um, I think what you just mentioned a while uh, about the Bucks, like uh, the Hawks, you worry about being a crushing, like backbreaking loss. Mm-hmm. Game four. I think is going to be the crushing backbreaking loss to the Clippers because I mean, it was a game at, I guess it was a game of defense or misses, um, you know, 84, 80. That's a, that's a low scoring game. Um, I thought, you know, all the momentum would 
not all the momentum, but a lot of the momentum shifted to the Clippers because, you know, we've seen this movie before. I mentioned it last week on the pod. Clippers lose the first two games yeah, and they win the series. They were getting a lot of hype as the greatest O2 whole team of all time. And and they and I mean they came in and closed the door in game three. They shut them down. They played really well in game three. Uh, and then that, that's a crushing loss um, for the Clippers to go back to Phoenix down three. Yeah, going back to Phoenix is huge, man. That's huge. Um, uh, I know they're not the biggest market, but those Suns fans have been rocking all playoff long. I mean, I think I, I I'm a Suns. I, I say Suns close it. I don't want to. I don't want to say it just because I'm. I've been the Suns guy, but I think it's over, man. I mean. I know everyone's pulling out the oh well Ty Lue has brought the Cavs back down back from three one down. They were down two zero twice. Different team. Different team. This is a whole nother animal, man. We and now we're seeing the different CP three makes with the Suns now. This is a whole nother ball game, man. This is this is Devin Booker. This is DeAndre Ayton. This is Chris Paul scratching and clawing to get into this NBA Finals. Because they want to get CP3 that ring, man. If there's ever been motivation for a couple of young guys, it's it's getting CP3 to his first finals of his career, 16 years. So it's not like the Suns aren't hungry. So the Suns are hungry, man. They're up 3-1. They have the advantage. It's in their it's on their home court. I know this comes out freaking Wednesday, so this could sound really bad if they end up losing. But um, I'm confident in a Suns win, and I'm confident by the by the time we record the next time that the Suns are going to be in the, the NBA Finals. And that's who I'm rooting for. I hope the Suns make it to the finals. Go Suns, go. Go Suns, go. Um, do you want to? Yeah, the quick. Move on? Let's let's t- touch upon the Team USA roster. You know, it was uh, it was flying with yeses and noes. A couple other countries have some news, so uh, let's jump into that. Do you have the uh, USA guys up real quick? I do. Um, want to run it down? Yeah, I'm gonna go through quickly through the ones that are like no brainers that are you know, yeah, that's expected, right? Kevin Durant. I expected 100%. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bradley Beal, 100%. Devin Booker, 100%. Jason Tatum, 100%. Chris Middleton, Lillard. Um, these are all guys that I put, like, no question. Bam, even. I put, because he needs some centers in there. Right. Bam out of Bayou, 100%. Like, these guys, no question. Now I get, now these are the question, kind of, these are the, I put on, like, the tier of, I okay, they're, they're, Grassman at straws, uh, not Grassman at straws, but like it's on the cusp. Uh, Drew Holiday, yeah, I guess, and Zach Levine. I, I like Levine there. I like giving I young like, guys a chance on the roster. I, I like it too. I think they have a good enough mix of vets in the 100% category that it's okay to kind of give these guys a shot. Well, let me get to the ones that I am kind of confused on. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, two veterans, right? This is where I kind of give the okay, I get it. One, Draymond Green. That's that's probably name recognition if I had to guess. Right. It's definitely veteran name yeah, recognition yeah, yeah. guy. And here's the, the creme de la creme, Kevin Love. Kevin Love is representing Team USA in basketball. Is he gonna is he gonna play the Larry Bird role and play like five minutes a that's game? That's what I'm wondering. I'm gonna check real quick how many Olympics he's played in. The last guy before I get to it, and this one I'm just kind of that. Like, this is very confusing. Like I can name a bunch of guys I would pick over him, and there's no disrespect to him because I really liked him as a player. And I actually said multiple times the Celtics should have trade for him. Jeremy Grant. I like the young. I like giving him a chance too. He had but, a good, he had a good year. 
But Julius Randle? Yeah, Rand- like I guess. I, he's a young guy that I would give a I chance know so, Zion. I know sometimes they actually tell us when guys say no, but I wonder how many guys said no and just didn't like announce True. it. True. But I can probably name off five to ten guys over my list of Jeremy Grant. Kevin Love was on the team was on Team USA in twenty twelve, but he was not on the twenty sixteen team. That's that's actually wild. Yeah, what, so what is Kevin Love doing there? He hasn't played Olympic basketball in eight years. And it's not like he's been doing anything the last couple of years <laughs> in like Cleveland. It's like he, it's it's mind blowing. I'd you know who I'd rather and actually more than those two guys that were picked, Kevin Love and Jeremy Grant. I'd rather Colin Sexton on the team. I I think I would pick him over him. I'd pick uh, Darius Garland. That's a question mark. There's um, stretch, but this is Brandon a- Ingram. Let me see who this is. Who this is? Who this is? Who this is? Cat. USA, USA basketball executive director Jerry Colangino, Colangelo, Colangelo, Jerry Colangelo. This is the direct quote. Kevin Love made the USA team due to his versatility, ability to rebound, and score in his previous USA basketball experience. What, uh, 10 years ago? And Julius Randle was, quote, right there for an Olympic roster spot. <laughs> Kevin, Love's international, Kevin Love's international experience was key in his selection. Um, Love, Draymond Green, and Durant are previous gold medalists. Okay. Guy just led his team to the playoffs, was, a, was the most improved player in the NBA, which beat Jeremy Grant, by the way, and was – Actually, I think he was top 10 in MVP voting, yet he didn't get a nod for Team USA. So Jerry Colangelo, pretty much, if you have played for Team USA before, you're on the team. Might as well put Mello on the team. Why isn't Mello on the team? I mean, Mello Mello goes to another stratosphere when he's on Team USA. (laughs) To be honest, I'd rather Mello than – I would have given the nod to Mello over Kevin Love. I wouldn't have been mad about it. USA USA Mello is best Mello. I mean, if we're going based on USA track record, he's been playing in it for like the last 40 years. I think mm. he should get the nod. Is that like, so those two were like, those three were the ones that I ro- raised some eyebrows at. Uh, I get the Draymond Green thing is based on his name probably. Uh, and same thing, like you said, with Kevin Love. It's not his versatility scoring and rebounding. All right. It's that's, that's not it. He's going to play five minutes. Right. 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 It's not he's just, he's just there for the experience and to tell guys where to go. Right. He's just in honestly <laughs> probably go somewhere say, please yeah. take me on your team so he's, I can get off the cab. He's there to, he's there to help Tatum carry his bags and fill out his passport. So. Yeah. Nothing too crazy. So, but, I, but we'll have to see. I mean, the USA team's going to roll anyway. They're, beat up on everyone anyway yeah. so um just before we move on uh quick note which is like a kind of a cool thing uh sad thing uh bittersweet i saw that this year they announced that this will probably be the last year of the gasol brothers playing for spain uh pow and mark announced they're going to play for team spain and pow is probably going to retire mm. after this year so um very cool. I like yeah. I I always liked Pow. Um so I I you know it's bittersweet. It always, thing. it always seemed like every Olympics or every um 
kind of like international basketball tournament that Spain was like far and away the two teams. So it's going to, it's going to be sad to see those guys go. Right. So uh, just a little tidbit of information, Danny. No, a little history. I like that. I like that. Toss it in there. Give them his due. Give the Gasol brothers their due. All right. And now we're going to move on to the Danny football picks of the week. Picks of the week. The aptly named Danny Football Picks of the Week now out of reach due to the parlay loss. Three games added to my lead, so technically five. Oh, wait, did you add? No, it wasn't adding three. Yeah, I told you, go back and listen to the episode. I said if I won, I, got, I wanted three games back. No, the bet was if I get three or you host the show. Oh, that's right, that's right, it that's wasn't right. This three and I host the show. You're just, you're just asking for I a I want three games now. You don't get three games. That's, that. that's not part of it. Oh, Sox tied it. There we go. Garrett Richards getting bailed out by the offense. Got to love it. We'll get into Garrett Richards in a few minutes. What do you got for picks of the week? I'm going with – I'm riding the hot hand, Danny Football. They're going to carry me to the promised land. I'm saying Suns close the series out. I need to get back to 500. Is this for game five or – Sure, game five. Why not game five? Why not? Why not? They closed it out. Close it out. Game five, they close it out. So they're going to win tonight. Um, I'm going to go Bucks Hawks, but do I want to go game four? Did the Hawks tie it up? Do the Hawks tie it up or do the Bucks put their foot on the throat? Where are they? Are they still in Atlanta? They're in Atlanta for game four, Milwaukee game five. I'm going to take Bucks game four, step on the throat, head home with a 3 1 lead. Wow. I like it. Sorry, Atlanta. Hate to do it to you, but I like it. Over Hawks. 3 1. All right. All right. Moving on. We got Red Sox talk, a little baby Woo Sox talk, but a lot of Red Sox talk. Huge weekend for the Red Sox. Big Red. Do you want to recap this Yankee sweep? Um, Yeah. First of all, Shout out to the Red Sox for once again blowing my parlay. <laughs> um, you know, we had a no-no going in there, and I was feeling really good, and then we ended up walking out of there with a loss, one nothing on Thursday. Um, big win on Tuesday. They lost a big loss. I think that was the Garrett Richards game where he got shelled. I think it was, right? That was that – was, uh, Wednesday was Garrett Richards, I think, and he got shelled. I can go through it, yeah. Um, but – and also kind of a cool – thing um the number one prospect uh for the in baseball not just the rays uh was it wander yeah uh, yeah yeah he hit, he hit that uh he had a missile on um the game we won so it was cool because he we won that game but uh he he's a stud dude that, that kid was on yeah, that dude that dude's a freak that dude's an absolute freak um i, I gotta give it up my freaking tip of the cap to him but I'm going to ignore that Rays series because that's what really – that's what hurt my, uh, hurt my parlay. I'm going to focus on this Yankee series because we absolutely embarrassed the New York Yankees. You know, we got a win. We close them out Friday. Friday was the nice Pedroia um, celebration, which we'll get to in a second. Uh, Saturday – or sat, was Saturday the – I think Friday was the – Friday was the – Friday was game one. Um you get another win sat, uh, Saturday, and then yesterday we just 
beat up and embarrass this guy named what's his name? Garrett Garrett Cola. <laughs> this guy that everyone said the Yankees were gonna win now, like twenty championships because they got Garrett Cole. He stinks, dude. He's terrible. And anything that's proven from the last couple weeks, Garrett Cole's probably been cheating since 2017 yeah. since before he got to the Astros so smell you later buddy the Yankees still stink and Red Sox keep rolling undefeated against the New York Yankees this season Unbelievable. so 6-0 and against the Yankees I, I was going to touch on that I mean if you want to talk about a fan base that had the parade route already mapped out <laughs> they signed Garrett Cole man and all of a sudden you think you might have thought murderers row is back they got Ruth they got DiMaggio, they got Garrick back. They're ready to roll. Jeter. They're ready to roll with this all-star team. This team sucks. Garrett Cole sucks, and especially now that he can't use his sticky stuff anymore. This dude walks in. Kike lands a bomb on him. JD hits a bomb on him. He can barely get out through the first couple innings. I mean, it's sad to see, honestly. This Yankees team, for all nope. the, for all, nope, it's for all the, sad. for all the credit they've gotten for – Oh, Judge is the next Michael Jordan. Oh, Stanton, the MVP, joins the team. Luke Voigt. Oh, we got all these great arms. Dude, they didn't do absolutely anything during the series. Avaldi kicked their ass Saturday, and then we just kind of breezed through the other two games. I mean, you want to talk about laying over to die? They're fourth place, six and a half games back. I'm not worried about the Yankees, man. I'm worried about those Rays. But it's sad to see how far these Yankees have fallen because you want to talk about being on top of the world? Dude, this is, this is unbelievable of a collapse over the last two years. Um, I just want to point out, um, I don't feel one bit of remorse for the New York Yankees whatsoever. Looking at their lineup, I, I, like DJ LeMay, who passed on the Red Sox, smell you later, buddy. Aaron Judge, who they thought, like you said, was the next Michael Jordan stinks dude he has strikes out about a hundred times you want to talk about crap in your pants in big moments him and stanton cannot get a big hit oh my god it's easy it's easy for judge to launch a home run when he's already down nine nothing it's another one the bases are loaded the game's on the line and you just go swinging down on a knee baby i mean they had nothing for him stan the only positive that stanton brings is that he hits a ton of home runs but I will trade a guy that hits 30 jacks, 40 jacks a season and strikes out about 200 times a season for a guy that hits less home runs and gets on base. Like I, It's just amazing the amount of hype that this lineup gets. They were comparing the New York Yankees lineup to the Boston Red Sox lineup, which is absolutely insulting. I have a question for you. Would you rather Hunter Renfro or Aaron Judge on your team right now? Hunter Renfro, man. I mean... At least with Hunter Renfro, you know he's a solid defensive glove. And is he Aaron Judge at the plate? No, but what's your Aaron Judge at the plate? He's it's home runner strikeout. At least Hunter Renfro will get you on base. He's a stud. It's insane how overhyped Judge Stanton and Luke Voigt are. They're trash. They're absolute trash. The best the my favorite player on the New York Yankees team, and it's it's I, I think there may be some bias because I met him and he's a nice guy. But Clint Frazier. And the Yankees, Frazier, just because he's Team Ginger, baby. And the Yankees have been trying to get rid of him for the last four years. He's like, he's the only one that produces on their team. So, um, 
Yeah, I really am waiting for him to get traded so that I can actually start liking him. Yeah, Uh, he's a really nice guy too. But I don't feel one bit of remorse for them. Um, They stink. We're riding, riding high into the next week. We kept the lead in the standings from the Rays. Um, and let's, let's let it ride, baby. Sox, Sox are going to win an, another title. And I can't wait. I can't wait for the Yankees to just blow it all up next year. Oh, dude, I can't wait. The Rays are starting to falter a little bit. Four and six in their last ten. So their hot streak is over. Toronto, I'm not too worried about Toronto. They're just kind of meddling down there. They're they're six games back. Yankees, six and a half games back. I feel like they're one or two more series losses away from just firing Aaron Boone and completely calling it a day on the season. So they'll be done. And then Baltimore's just Baltimore. But, I mean, I I think the Rays are just going to keep, you know, treading water, dude. And by the end of this, I wouldn't be shocked if we win this division by three or four games. I think if the Red Sox can just stay healthy, no catastrophic injuries, and kind of just keep playing their brand of baseball, this will be a this will be a cakewalk to the end. I have a question for you. I don't know if you know this off the top of your head. Uh, well, how many more? What's Stanton's contract? Oof, good question. I got you. Um, because I like the thing about it is uh, he signed. He has a, includes a $25 million club option in 2028 with a $10 million buyout. So he's signed for the next eight, seven years. Oh, my God. This guy is Seven dusty. more seasons, baby. Seven more seasons. Stan is due uh, $29 million in each of the last, next two seasons, $32 million annually from 2023 to 2025, $29 million in 2026, and $25 million in 2027. And the deal includes a $25 million club option in 2028 with a $10 million buyout. They are screwed because no team is going to take this guy on. Not a chance. There's no one. Like I was going to say, oh, maybe they'll trade him away to get some assets. It's a bad contract. You would have thought, thought they would have learned after the A-Rod contract, but clearly they haven't. But, I mean, this has been their MO for the last God knows how long, 30 years. Just pay the top free agent a stupid amount of money. They underperform, repeat. So, I mean, if they want to keep doing this until the day I die, they can. But I, I revel in the fact that they continue to give bad contracts out while the Red Sox continue to – evolve i know it sucks that we were terrible last year but it was one year it was a shortened season anyway i know 2019 wasn't that great but still we we had our core from the we won a lot of games in 2019 we still had our core from the 2018 team um the covid season sucked but here we are we're playing good baseball and it's a mix of younger guys short contract vet, uh vets and our core pieces who we gave the money to so it's just going to – I hope this goes on forever where the Red Sox just have smart contracts and use youth while the Yankees continue to blow themselves out and overpay for guys that are overrated. The Yankees are like – it's kind of scary because every major free agent that goes there just deteriorates, and it's been like that for the last 20 years. It's like I can't, like Stanton was seen as like one of the greatest players uh, in like one of the greatest hitters. He was a in the former world. MVP, dude. He was an MVP. Yeah. And he just deteriorated. Garrett Cole, same thing, which I probably because he stopped, couldn't cheat anymore. <laughs> um, DJ LeMayu was seen as a great player. 
I mean, we think about like even Johnny Damon is lot like everyone was saying how great Jacoby he was. Jacoby Ellsbury was supposed to be the greatest center fielder, and then he just he actually just came out of like hiding or something because I just saw him <laughs> on Friday night. It was like the first time I've seen him. I can confirm that Jacoby Ellsbury is okay and he is out and about. Um, but it's it's crazy, like major big free agents and major key marquee players just go there and deteriorate like not deteriorate but like their careers just unravel there aren't many there aren't many big free agents that have gone to the yankees and increased their value i mean cc sabathia i'll give i'll give him that um he definitely he won a ring yeah he won a ring he definitely lived up to his contract but i mean you go down the list of like you know randy johnson in the twilight of his years they brought in um, yeah todd was- frazier you know all just kind of like a they just keep like pumping these guys like name recognition. That's all it is. Is if oh, if this guy is a big name, we'll sell t- We'll just sell tickets, and you know he he's he must be good because his name is Todd Frazier. No, he's not good. I mean, Mark Teixeira is another one. I mean, they paid a shit McCutcheon. McCutcheon. They sh- they pay a shit ton for all these guys, and it never pans out. And then these guys leave, and they rejuvenate their careers. <laughs> so again, like I said, if they want to do this until the day I die, they're more than welcome to. Um, the other thing I just keynote before we move on, um, cause I do, we do want to talk about the Pedroia ceremony. Um, you know, I actually had the pleasure and privilege to meet on Sunday, uh, Sunday, I think it was at my place of work. I met hall of famer and all time. I probably one of the greatest right-handed pitchers of all time, Pedro Martinez, it was. I was really hoping you were at that game. I saw the snap. I Molly sent it to me, and I was like, I really hope Steve's there. I got a nice uh, signed autographed baseball from Pedro. It's awesome. that's you know, one of my prized possessions, my number one prized possessions. Um, and he said, I think the Red Sox are even better than people think. So that's coming from one of the all-time greats to do it. So. Put your money right now. Jump on the bandwagon on the Boston Red Sox because they're gonna they're gonna get another ring. You heard oh, it from the horse's mouth. It, it lines up with your school schedule too. So let's ride. It does, dude. I'm graduating. I told. Oh my goodness! And all the times I tell you when I it's a sure thing. I never put money on it. The Aaron Rodgers thing, the Tom Brady thing. I gotta start putting money on stuff when I when I have this. When I have the sixth sense, I don't know. <laughs> it does. It, something lines up, man. I gotta just buy into it. Oh my uh, Quick closing. We'll just go over the the uh, the sticky controversy right now in baseball. I mean, we have Max Scherzer nearly taking his pants off. We have all sorts of other pitchers <laughs> nearly taking their pants off. I think this is get. It's already been a week. It's pretty ridiculous. I'm not sure where your thoughts are, but I think Rob Manfred is really doing all he can to ruin this because. This is out of control. Yeah, I think it's. I think there was a. Again, Manfred's not a baseball guy. He's a business guy, and he stinks at it. He's just killing the game. Is I guess this is a bigger problem than I thought because, I mean, I I don't know. I I talk to baseball guys, and I say like, "What is your opinion on it?" And a lot of batters don't care. It's been happening for a long time. A lot like. I think people started caring about it because they found out about spin rate and whatever, you know, is up. And then when they stop using it, it's down. So they're like, oh, that's cheating and stuff like that. 
I don't know, man. Like, I, I mean, it's the rules, the rules. If I think there's a better way to check it. Like, I don't think you should there be allowed has to, to be, man. There has to be a better way. Here's Instead the of thing. interrupting the play and, you know, walking out to the mound. All right, hat, glove, untuck the shirt. Let's do this. Let's do that. There has to be a better way. Here's the thing. Like, this rule, really, if you look at it, hasn't. It's not new. Like we've seen this Padilla, like the famous Padilla one when Barrel um, oh told him to go check on Padilla, and they felt his net. They went right. out and checked his. If neck. it's egregious, I agree. But I mean, we shouldn't be having guys doing a strip search in between yeah. the fourth and fifth inning. I think if you're gonna do a search, first of all, if you want to do a check, check before they even get out there. Mm-hmm. Once they're out there, there's a hundred cameras on them, and they're gonna see them. Right. So right. once check them before they run out to the bullpen or check. If you got to do that, fine. Starting pitching. The bullpen people, if you really need to check, either do it. Have a, I mean, it's it's this is ridiculous, but it, maybe you put an umpire or someone, a league official in each bullpen, and you check them before they even come into the game. I don't think you should have like. You can't have like a um, Joe Girardi situation where you're just doing it to mess up Max Scherzer. There's no reason. Oh, they that was egre- that two- was egregious. That was it's ridiculous. Manfred's big thing is about pace of play. It totally kills all momentum of the game and pace of the game. It just get it's. I mean, Girardi wasn't even using it to check Scherzer. He was using it to get in his head and screw up with the pitcher. Which, I guess, if you're trying to do. Play, like you're using the rules to your advantage, I guess, but I just think it's ridiculous. Um, it is getting out of control when we have guys taking their pants off, but also guys like, you know, they're checking, like they just had their first guy where they confiscated his glove last night. Like, what are we doing? They're checking. You know, they're going to check you. Don't use the sticky stuff. Like, don't do it. And especially right now, just forget about it and let's move on. Cause the sooner that, that just adds like to the other side, like, see, we need to do these checks because people are still using it. If no one uses it, it's going to forget. It's going to blow over and it's going to lighten up. So it is a, pro- like, this is getting a little ridiculous when we have guys just taking their pants off in the middle of the game. <laughs> so, but I don't know. I think there's better ways to handle this. Um, and it's, it, it needs to be fixed. And also this kind of rule should be put in place after the season's over it shouldn't be posted put in like mid-season where you can't workshop it yeah you can't you just can't start springing this out of nowhere you have to kind of like give them a heads up even spring training like use that as a test run and see how it works right you know it would have taken two spring training games of doing this to be like we can't be doing this in actual games right so hopefully this gets cleared up by you know tomorrow but i don't know if they'll be that quick to fix it but hopefully it doesn't become an issue for the rest of the season because it has been a good season so i do i do hope it doesn't kind of mess stuff up because it's gonna ruin the game like what are they gonna do in playoffs right I mean, right That's hypothetical game on the line bases loaded your team is winning the like it's bottom uh top of the ni- uh, bottom of the ninth they got two outs bases loaded up by one and the batting team's gonna say hey i need to do a check on the pitcher and just it's gonna mess him up, you mm-hmm. know. What I mean, it's gonna it's gonna ruin the game. It's it's gonna take away from what the game is doing. So yeah, I don't, I, they need I don't like that it's become like a another strategy. Yeah, yeah I don't like that it's kind of like a loophole. But regardless, regardless, well, ho- hopefully it gets sorted out. Finally, we're sticking with the MLB. We got the All Star starters. We I think the final ballot is out. 
Um, we're going to run through that real quick. Regret if you have everything good to go. Selections are announced July 4th. We got four Red Sox in the mix. Is it four or three? I think it's four. It's JD, uh, Devers, Devers, and Verdugo. Verdugo yep. So we do have, we have four Boston boys in the mix. Steve, if you want to lead it off, let us know what's going on, and then we'll start picking away. Well, just a fun tip for a fun fact for you. The um, this was it says these are the leading vote getters. Do you want to take a guess at who the leading vote getter is across the MLB Aaron in Phase Judge. One? Uh, Vlad Jr. Ooh, I like that. Okay, Vladdy Acuna, Salvador Perez, Mike Trout, and Tatis. Um, let's uh, so designated hitter. This is who we can choose from: Otani, JD. Or Alvarez. And this is for just starters. We'll just say right, this is for the right, starters. Because right. I think two of these guys, maybe all three, but I, I have two of these guys should probably make it on their all-star team. Right, right. So, obviously, my heart wants to say JD, but I'm going to go Tani just because it's insane the season he's having. He hit another bomb against the Yankees today. So, I mean, between pitching one day and hitting leadoff shots the next, uh, I got to give the guy his due. He's having a hell of a season, so I'm going to go with Tani for DH. Again, I I completely agree with you. Um, we're picking Otani to – I think we did the way too early awards. We were picking Otani to be the MVP. Right. So it'd right. be crazy not to pick him for – Not that JD's uh, not having a hell of a season. No. Now, but this, and is that's like, what, this is like historic. Yeah. It's, it's, it's ridiculous what production he's doing. So I think JD makes it. Yes. He yes. should definitely make the all-star team because he's raking. But I think I got to go Otani for DH. Right. And I hope they can do something where they work in, like, he pitches he Ooh, pitches an inning, That too. would be cool, it's yeah. A, get some pitching. Probably be – no, it wouldn't be history because they used to do that all the time. But um, I think it would be kind of cool. It would be the first one in a long time. Yeah, I was going to say that would definitely be, like, modern history. All right. Do we want to go first base? Cat. Uh, I was gonna go catcher. We can go catcher. That's go the next catcher. one. So American League start. We got Salvador Perez, Martin Melando, and Yasmani Grandal. I'm gonna go Salvador Perez. Yeah, I I am. He's also leading in the. He's the one of the top five in all of MLB in points. I mean, uh, votes in round one. He's also started the last five all-star games for the American League. I mean, he's just a he's an all-around great um, catcher. So um, I vote, I, I'm with you. I'm on Salvador Perez. Um, National League, Buster Posey, uh, Yachty, or Wilson Contreras? Hmm. I'll go. I just yeah, go this ahead. is a this is a more of a uh, I'm gonna fan uh, vote. Say, ah man, I'll go. I'll go before you say it. Yachty, I'm going Yachty. I do want to give Yachty the nod. I just love him, dude. I, yeah. he's he's like he's the catcher of this generation in my eyes. Like he's he's just he's played for the same team. He's just he plays the game the right way. I I gotta go Yachty, but Buster Posey's close too. Yeah, Posey's having a good season, man. All right. Who do you uh, got? Do you want to go back to AL or where do you want to go? Who do you who did you go with? I didn't hear your Oh Yachty, Yachty. You're going Yachty. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh yeah, back for first base, American League. 
We got Vladdy, uh, Guriel, and Jose Abreu. I'm going to go Vlad Jr., man. That's, that's easy. I love, dude. It's Vladdy's so such an easy person to root for. It's, it's, so, it's so easy. Like, this is a no-brainer for this one. I do like Jose Abreu. I think he's doing pretty well. Um, but Vladdy's just an easy one for me. Um, National League is a little – we got a little debate. This is a close one, I think. We got Max Muncy, Freddie Freeman, and Anthony Rizzo. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Anthony Rizzo. Dude, I've never shifted so much on a player than Anthony Rizzo. <laughs> I actually did not like him at first, um, but I actually after I heard his story and I'm like, dude, he's, yeah, he's a former Red Sox former prospect. Red Sox draftee. Uh, I'm a huge fan of Anthony Rizzo, dude. I I I remember the first time I saw him when the he first came and played the Cubs, the Cubs played in. Um, Fenway, I was not a fan of him, but hey, I'm all on the Anthony Rizzo train. But I'm gonna go with Freddie Freeman. Ooh, okay. Love Freddie Freeman. I, I it's a little bit of a personal decision. There's more like again, like I like Freddie Freeman a lot. I always trade for him in the show. He's just an unbelievable hitter. Um, and I, I'm more of a, it's more of a fan vote than uh. He's also started uh, at first base, I think, the last two, and he's the MVP for the National League. So Keep the streak going. Keep the streak keep, going. Keep him going. Keep him going. History, history, history. Second base. NL or AL? AL. We got Jose Altuve, DJ LeMayhew. As much as I hate to say it, I think I'm going with Tuve. Yeah, I'm gonna go Jose Altuve. I'm not gonna give it to DJ. DJ's having. I don't think DJ's having the season everyone thought he was gonna have. And uh, no, these are the these are the. I think these are the finalists votes. I think these are the top three finalists, like what people are choosing from. Right. How's that relevant? To what no, I you said. said I don't think people are having. He thought he's. Oh, yeah, I. That's. I thought. I, oh, that's I'm sorry. I misunderstood. Choosing Altuve. I misunderstood what you're saying. I thought you were like. I thought you were saying, like, I don't get why oh, no, he would no, be no, in no. that. I, 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 I get fault. why he's in there, but compared to Altuve, I think. 100%. I agree. Yeah, yeah. I, I misunderstood. Um, yeah, I, I got to – but Marcus is a close close one there, too. Like, it's going to be close. A lot of people are still probably angry about the Houston thing, which – A lot of AL East representation, man. That's a lot of AL – dude, I saw a lot of Blue Jay Red Sox lineups mm. from a lot of people. Um for first base for the national, oh, sorry, uh, second base, excuse me. Uh, we got Ozzy Albies, Adam Frazier, or Gavin Lux. I'm going to go Lux. I do like Adam Frazier, but I hate that he's stuck on the Pittsburgh Pirates. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to go Gavin Lux on the Dodgers. Um, I'm going to go Ozzy Albies. Okay. Going, going I, back to back Braves. I'm going back to back Braves. I kind of like, I like Ozzy Albies. Um, I like I I don't know just a sixth sense about I don't I don't know what it is I just I do like <laughs> I don't know those, what yeah. it is I just feel it I just it's one of those things it's kind of like the uh, Aaron Rodgers thing I don't know want to go uh, an old shortstop real quick I feel it's gotta be a quick one yeah that, I mean I think oh yeah I guess the American League would be a debate uh, National League I mean it's, it's it could be yeah it's Tatis Javi Baez may may I think he'll make it as like a reserve. Mm. But it's Tetis, yeah. dude. He's an uh, MVP candidate. So, And then back no. on the AL, we got our boy Xander. We got Bo Bichette. 
from Toronto, and we got Carlos Correa from Houston. I'm going bogey. You have to. Have give, to. give bogey the He's nod. having a good season. He deserves it. Let's just give it to him. Come on, Bichette guys. Will, Bichette will get his all-star appearance, but bogey, give him, give him the nod, give, dude. Give him the starting job. Let's it's go. No, there's no debate. I, I like bogey. He's, he's the best shortstop in the game. I will say that right now. Even with Tatis in there, the best shortstop all around in the game. I like it. I, I like it. it. We'll roll right into the next one. We got Devers, Bregman, and Mancata for third baseman. Two four, uh, two Red Sox uh, prospects on there. Um, I'm going Devers. James Reagan. I want to give it to Devers too. I mean, a 451 bomb the other day. Yeah, I love the directories he's on now. He's gotten better defensively too. Yeah, he uh, figured I, it I, out. Like, Everyone was getting a little nervous. It was, he figured it out. And it looks like he has a good fan vote behind him, so I'm hoping Devers can get over that hill. I like it. Um, but nationally, Chris Bryant, Nolan Ariato, or Justin Turner? I'm going to go Arenado. I feel like I he's so too, dude. He's got a little bit of a chip too because um, St. Louis, I mean, I mean, Colorado like cut ties with him, which is pretty brutal. Brutal. That's like nuts. Um, but hey, what do you, I think, I think, I think he gets it. Chris Bryant's close there though, too. Uh, but he's kind of, I mean, the couple games I've seen, I don't know if it's just, I caught the two bad games for Chris Bryant. He's kind of stunk. A lot of Cubs in the NL. got to give him credit. Um, so outfielders for American league, you can pick three. I think that's how it works. Mm-hmm. So they, they gave the top nine. So I'll name the top nine. Uh, and we pick three from this list. Okay. I mean, this is American league. I think the first one's no question. First one's, uh, Mike Trout. Yeah, Trout has I to think we there. can say that's one. Yep. Uh, from there, it is – so we're looking for two out of these next eight. Aaron Judge, uh, Byron Bruxton, Michael Brantley, Adalas Garcia, Teoscar Hernandez, Cedric Mullins, Alex Verdugo, or Randall Grurich. Uh I'm going to use my two on Cedric Mullins and Verdugo. I think Mullins has been absolutely killing it for Baltimore, despite how yeah. bad they've been. He's been absolutely killing it. And um, the same could really be said for Verdugo. He's really stepped into his own this year. He's picked up the um, the momentum he had from last season, even though it was shortened, and he was coming off that Mookie Betts trade where everyone was comparing him to Mookie. Uh, I think he's taken that all in stride. He's done great with that, both on and off the field. And I'm definitely not g- giving Aaron Judge the nod, so I'm going to go Trout, Mullins, and Verdugo. I'm going to stick with you on Trout and Verdugo. For the same reasons you had. I love the Cedric Mullins thing because I love having representation to teams that like are low market and just overall it's tough like getting success in because, you know, basketball, you can have a really bad team be good from one player. Baseball, it's impossible. Yeah, baseball, it's an uphill climb. So Cedric Mullins has been raking for them and kind of helping them um, stay in it. But I'm going with the Toronto Blue Jays, Randall Gruich. Grit, Grich, Grich, Grich. I can't say his I last don't know, name. Unfortunately, but he he's been doing really well this season. He's been helping the Blue Jays a lot. I know it. You know they're in a tough division right now, competing with the Red Sox and the Rays. Uh, but uh, Teoscar Mar- Hernandez could be also in there too. Those two guys have been doing well for them. Two the Toronto NL- outfielders. I know, dude. At the and I'm looking at the NL right now. This is going to be a murderer's row too. If you want to run through that. Uh, Acuna Castellanos, your guy, Jesse Winkers, Mookie, 
Chris Taylor, Juan Soto, Bryce Harper, Jock Peterson, and Mike Yastrzemski. Oh my goodness gracious! What I mean, a lineup! I, can we give the nod? To, can we take one of them for the American League? I mean, I can, I mean, I don't think I can name three, but I'm gonna I, have to. My three would go to the first three of Acuna, Castellanos, and Winker. But I do want to give Yaz a look, man. I mean, he's been having a great season with the Giants. I know people are kind of piling on Mookie for being cold, but he's great. Juan Soto. I mean, these are such great names, but I'm going to give – I'll do Acuna, Castellanos, Winker, but I do like Yaz. I'm going to go Acuna, obviously. Castellanos doesn't get the love he deserves. So I, I And we talked about him um, – couple episodes ago so i'm gonna go him uh for the third one that's tough man because jesse winkers is doing a great job mookie's been cold as of late but still great bryce harper you know he does his thing he's not that <laughs> the name yes i'm gonna go i'm gonna give it to the kid Give it to Yaz. Give it I to like the kid. It. I like it. Um, I don't think he is, but I, I, yeah. it says Yaz was 16th in the NFL, NL, NFL, NL's outfield standings on June 21st, but he made a late surge, made, made him a finalist. It would be the first all-star start for Yaz as well as Castellanos, uh, Purden, Soto, Taylor, and Winker. You know who I was really looking at? I hope it's Yaz, but you know the guy I'm really looking at is Juan Soto. I think Juan Soto's going to get it. Yeah, that's it. I mean, like I said, man, there's so many names on there. It's insane. Um, this list cut off pitchers. That's all right. So uh, we can always give me a pause here. Who's a pitcher that you'd want to start for the All-Star game? We'll do that. Pitchers and reserves will be revealed Sunday, July 4th. Okay. So they go after the position players. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll have to – all right, that at least makes sense. We'll have to see on them. Uh, but that that outfield group, I'm still blown away by that outfield group for the uh, NL side. It's going to be close. Yeah, that's sad. I, if I had to guess, it would be – I put DeGrom on one side and then really on the AL, it would be cool if Otani pitched the first inning and then also let off that would be the bottom sick. of the inning. So that would be crazy. So we can at least, at least give those guys their due. So that'll close out the all-star game after our little pitcher pause. And then we're going to move on to the final segment of the night, the people's topic. It's the people's topic, baby. People's topic. people's topic you guys write it in respond to us on instagram however you want to do it if you want to leave it under a comment you want to do a dm whatever you got to do give us a people's topic we'll talk about it on the show big red what do we got this week uh, i am pulling up all the great people's topics that we have today uh first of all shout out uh producer john happy birthday Happy He's birthday not here with us tonight, John. but happy birthday to producer John. He's out there partying it up on his birthday. <laughs> um, we're going to do one today. We'll just do one because uh, we're action-packed show. Uh, we're going to go to the king himself, Joseph underscore Celia. 
If the C's can't get Lillard or Beal, they should get Cat. Discuss. All right, we will discuss, uh, Joseph Celia. Uh, I mentioned it, I think, a couple of episodes ago. I mean, Cat's a viable option for the Celtics to try to go get. Um, I don't think now that Cat is an option because we just brought in a ton of depth at center. Uh, but he is a, you know, I mean, he would be a started and forget it player, but I feel like there's other positions that we should try to get better at before we add another center into the locker room. You know, we need a point guard. So um, I like it. I just now after the Kemba trade, I don't think Cat is your guy. I do like the idea of Cat because he is on a team that's going nowhere. Um, clearly the D'Lo trade wasn't enough to turn that around. The Butler thing blew up in their face. Wiggins isn't what they were hoping he was going to be. Um, so well, Wiggins what, is gone. That's what, I'm say- that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm oh, saying. Yeah. Like that completely blew up in their face too. Um, so from the Minnesota perspective, if I'm cat, I'm, I'm dying out here. Like what, what's going on? So I wouldn't be shocked if he wants out. Again, I don't know his contract off the top of my head. I don't know what's going on there. Like you said, we have a lot of depth at center. Could we use that as kind of like a bargaining chip? Like, hey, we're taking your we're taking your center, but we have all these centers we can give you back. Kind of like a KG situation where we gave them like a lot of bigs. Um, I wouldn't. I mean, if they traded for if they announced tomorrow that we're trading for Cat, I'm gonna be the happiest guy on the planet. But again, there's just so much that goes into it with the contracts and stuff like that. That I'm sure it would be next to impossible to pull off right now, especially with our cap space. But, hey, Brad Stevens is the man now. Like we said, Trader Danny's out. It's Brad's show. So whether it's Beal, Lillard, or Cat, if he can work something out, I'm never going to stop him from doing so. So the better, the more options, the better. So if, if we can start lining up all these stars and seeing what we can get for a package, make the call. Uh, f- just uh, for you, he just finished the second year of his five-year deal, so he's got three more years on his contract. Cat, uh, only twenty-five though, going into next year. Okay, he's young, but he has a a very high cap hit of thirty over thirty-one million next year, thirty-three the year after that, and thirty-six the year after that. Yikes! And that's his cap hit. Damn. Um, which is his, also his set sa- uh, base salary. That's a huge hit. Yeah. yeah. So, um. Maybe I, again, I, it's the NBA. You know, maybe they they're able to move money around, but that would, that would be tough. Yeah, they could fudge some fudge some numbers here right, and there. Right, right. Um, they also got for trade purposes. They do have a bunch of uh, they got a couple of those um, trade exceptions they mm-hmm. can probably put in there. Um, yeah, a nice fat nine million dollars on Tristan Thompson's contract. <laughs> they would probably put that in the deal. Um, you know. It, like I said, I don't think you really have a necessity. Cat does make you – I think he makes you a little better. But I, I'm not looking for a center right now to improve. We already have the next Cat and Rob Williams, guys. We're ready to roll. That's. He I mean, <laughs> is Cat. He can't stay healthy and right, he's dynamic right, when right. he's on the court. Um, we need a center. I mean, we didn't need a center. We need a point guard. Right, we, need, right. we need to find someone to fill that, that role, Dude, so. I mean, the, te- the Team USA roster is the perfect time for Tatum to go on a little recruiting trip, see what we can do here. Hey, and if it doesn't work out with them, I think the guy to look at is Kevin Love because apparently he's a dynamic <laughs> two-way player 
that has a lot of experience that can help us both shoot a scoring and defensively. So he's right in your back door, uh, Brad, Danny. I like he's it. He's right in the like back it. door, Brad. Go get him. Oh my God. So, so that's Brad, go, Brad, go do what you got to do. I know you're listening. If, if cats on the table, by all means, bring them in, but Beal and Lillard, you know, we'll never be mad at you for making moves for those guys. Joseph Celia, as always, thanks for writing in. Guys, if you want to write in yourself, DM us, respond to us on our Instagram story, wherever you got to do it, let us know. Big Red, how'd you feel um, the first episode ever not having, you know, not having full control? You know what? Dating football has given me rides around town before, <laughs> and I felt as safe as a newborn baby. And let me tell you, I, feel, I felt like I was in good hands this entire time. Did a great job leading the leading the uh leading the show today uh i'm taking the reins back though danny football taking the reins back we're going into next week uh unless i come up with another bet that in the meantime (laughs) i'm down i'm down two games danny football i don't know what to do like i i mba i guess when we pick the nba um finals winner that will be the uh that will be the uh big decision so i don't know We'll make that worth, I guess, a couple. We'll see how we're doing it in the next couple of weeks. But I felt great. You did a great job. Thank you, sir. Um, close. Take us home. Take us home. Oh, I, is, thought, I thought is, you meant I'm taking the reins back. As you were no, I'm taking it. the reins back. I'm taking the reins back next episode. <laughs> this is I. I'm a man of my word, Danny I'm Football. You won. I, I stick to my bets. You won the bet. Take us home. Great show, guys. Big Red, thanks for joining me. I'm Danny Football. <laughs> this is Danny Football Show. See you next week.